Hello, everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. That's true, you know. Yes, it is. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, premier free writing magazine on the internet featuring articles on writing and the writing life. Yes, indeed. Also, I have my blog I write two or three times a week. For that for that uh, publication, it's out there. Plus, uh, well, we have a video interview with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. I my conversation with Britt Bennett, whose book I think is I think might be number one, uh, the Vanishing Half, on the New York Times list, or it was anyway. Anyway, she's kind of a rising literary sensation. She's going to be one of the keynotes at the PNWA conference. And we had a great conversation about just, uh, you know, what it is to be, she's pretty young for a writer, and what it is to have that kind of success and having the courage to just write regardless of any fears you might have about that. What's great. Anyway, it's a great conversation. I really like Brit. You can check it out all over at authormagazine.org. And speaking of the PNWA, we're funded by the great Pacific Northwest Writers Association. They've been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955, and they're doing it now. Even though we were in the middle of this endless pandemic, they're they're still doing it. They're going to do their conference virtually. So no matter where you are, no matter where you are, you get to participate. You get to attend from the comfort of your bedroom or your closet or your office or wherever it is you want to do it. In fact, you know, I just I wasn't here. So, hey, it's good to be live again. Yes, I'm live again as you may have gleaned. Uh, but last week, well, I taught at the Willamette Writers Conference, normally down in Portland. Go there almost every year. Well, we did it virtually this year. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, taught fearless writing and fearless marketing. I'm going to do the same thing for the Alaska Writers Conference in September. I'll be teaching fearless writing and fearless marketing. I just want to say one thing about the marketing aspect of writing. Something to think about. I mentioned a few weeks ago, I have a book coming out now, in up, oh, somebody's trying to call me, but I'm going to shut them up. No, no, you don't get to call me. That's very strange. Okay. Um, sorry about that, everybody. Uh, I have a, a book coming out next month and uh, next year, late April, early May. And, you know, here's the truth. I, I don't know much about what's going to happen with that book. I don't. I don't know. It's called Everyone Has What It Takes. A Writer's Guide to the End of Self-Doubt. That's what it's going to be called. And I don't know a lot about that. I don't know um, I don't know how many copies it's going to sell. I don't know if people are going to like it. I don't even know for sure uh, if my editor is going to like it when she finally gives me her notes. But I do know that I love that thing as much as anything I've ever created. And the fact is, that's all we ever get. All we ever get as writers is what we think of our work and how much it means to us and why we wrote it and why we took the time. And that's got to be enough. That's got to be enough. That's what gets us through every time. It's enough for me. It could be enough for you. Okay. Enough about me and my stuff. Wow. We got a great guest today, Cecilia Aragon. She is unusual person. She's a memoirist, aviator, and professor. She is a professor at the University of Washington and uh, is the winner of many awards for her work. She's published, one, she's published hundreds of articles, co-authored the book Writers in the Secret Garden, taught astronauts to fly, 
and worked with Nobel Prize winners. Her innovative research has been lauded by none other than President Obama. She is also the author of Flying Free, a memoir of her journey from fearful child to airshow pilot. She overcame her fears to become an aerobatic champion and then used what she learned from flying to achieve her goals in life. And she's talking to us right now. Cecilia, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Bill, and thanks so much for having me. Well, it's good to have you on the show. And uh, okay. Okay, so first of all, I should say, Flying Free, it's not out yet. So right now, it's August 11th. And, what, and when will this be? When will we, people be able to actually buy this book? September 4th, the you book, said? September 22nd is its 20th. release date, but it's available now for pre order from your local independent bookshop or from <laughs> Amazon. Excellent. Okay. Okay. Very good. So let's, I want to get to the book. Well, the book is your life, but I want to start with just your life a little bit. So you were born Cecilia Rodriguez in uh, Indiana. Yes. Yeah. Indiana. And this yes. is like in the seventies, sixties, seventies. Not, not the most progressive corner of America, maybe at that time. Uh, no. And it was kind of rough for you, wasn't it, growing up? I did have a, a rough childhood. Um, my, you know, um, my teachers would always put me in the slow reading groups every year because they assumed that, you know, the a Hispanic daughter of immigrants obviously wouldn't know any English. Um, right. And, yeah, and whenever I wrote an essay... They said, oh, this must be plagiarized because someone like you couldn't possibly God, know no. all those These were words. teachers. These were, <laughs> These teachers, were teachers, right? Oh, yeah. God. Oh, Sad God. Part. All right. Yeah. I mean, right. it, it, it wasn't that they were bad people. They really wanted to help me. You know, they thought, oh, she needs extra help because, you know, she's a little bit deficient. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Well, you know. The way I like to look at it is how helpful they were. How aren't they helpful by not believing in you so you were forced to do it yourself? You know, they just weren't, they weren't going to tell you you were great. You were going to have to figure that out all on your own, right? Yeah, right. And that's exactly <laughs> what the message of the book is, really. Is yeah. that, you know, what can be done? You know, we're talking a lot about systemic racism and sexism. And sometimes yeah. people say, well, what can I do? And the point is, if you reach out to one person and you tell them you believe in them and you expect a lot out of them, you know, that's enough. Just believing in somebody, especially a child. I mean, it doesn't really matter what their race or gender is because all children need that. All adults need it too. Oh Um, boy. And yeah. And this, there's something very corrosive about being repeatedly told that you're kind of worthless. And the yeah. only reason I worked free of it was because of the support from my parents, and particularly my dad. And I talk a lot about that in the book, is that yeah. my dad always told me he was proud of me. He always said I was brilliant, you know? Right. <laughs> so, so, so talk about him. What, so he's an immigrant. Yeah. So, and where did he come from yeah. specifically again? My dad came from Chile in South okay. America, and he – 
they, his parents didn't have enough money to send him um, to study physics, and that was his dream in life was to study physics. And oh. there, was, there was no program in all of in all of his country. Um, but then he got this, yeah. But then he got this anonymous gift from someone that he thinks was a teacher, who had him and said he was the most brilliant physics student he'd ever seen. And that was enough for him to go to the University of California, Berkeley in the 50s and um, study physics. And he got his PhD. He was the top student at the time. He met right. my mom there, who was also an immigrant from the Philippines. And, yeah, um, yeah they, met, they met in the international house. It was really, really a wonderful story. You know, it's story. funny, though, that your, your father's a professor. He's a physicist. And you're t- I mean, I don't want to keep dwelling on this, but it's always astounding to me that you, you're, you're the parent, you're the child, not really of immigrants so much as physicist, a freaking physicist. And they couldn't put together <laughs> that maybe you'd be, all right, never mind. Okay. So that's yeah. great. So your dad, yeah, it's, he it's, didn't it's care that you were a girl, was, blah, blah, blah. He believed in me even though I was a girl. That's one thing that my dad has all, and he was like that with everybody. You know, his student, he yeah. had female students, he had students of color, and he always was helpful to them. He helped them all get jobs. Yeah. He was, he believed in them, yeah. you know, and he was a wonderful person. I'm sorry. I, my dad no. passed away a month ago, and I, I oh. still miss him. Wow. Yeah, wow, I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. he made, I mean, I was looking at, you know, so I created a memorial site for him, and, and all his students have been posting on there saying he changed my life. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. I mean, he was that kind of person, you know, his parents didn't go to college, um, right. you know, but he loved physics, the, the nature of physics itself. And that led him to go wherever in the world he could get the education to do physics. And then that was always what he loved. You right. Know, I can remember and, that as a child, that he loved and, physics with a passion. And you were drawn to math and the sciences yes. also, engineering. Yes. Um, was, and so you, but you were just like painfully shy as a girl. I'm just, it's, yes. it's just really kind of, I mean, the, the portrait you paint of yourself in the book is someone who really just thought she's just like kind of invisible and, um, you know, had received some, a lot of abuse from some of the kids. I mean, some quite bad. And it just yeah. really hit home to you. So you were really struggling to feel your worth kind of, but you go to college early, a year early, just to get out of Indiana, I guess. Yes, that was it. That was it really. <laughs> <laughs> they inspired you. All that, all that yeah. abuse inspired you to get yeah. out. And, and you went and you go to college. And so you actually get, uh, well, you meet your husband, you meet your, not your future husband in school. School, right? You're still in school when you meet him. That's right. That's yeah. right. And he yeah, sounds we actually like a met peach. when I was 16. Yeah, he's actually, he's actually a pretty amazing person. I mean, we had some, we had some challenges, but sure. um, he's really, he's really, he really stuck with me and supported me, and you know, which, which could have been hard because I had a lot of issues on that journey traveling from that fearful, timid child to who I am today. It yeah. was not easy. <laughs> no, no, it's not. 
but for anyone. But you know, that's marriage, man. That is marriage. Yep. You've got to be in it. For you got to be in it for or the journey. For worse. Absolutely. Right. For better or for that's worse. Right. Yes. You know and what I think of marriage together like now for thirty-six years. <laughs> oh, congratulations! You know, it's like writing a Thank book, you. Cecilia. You, 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 if you don't love the book, you'll get to the middle of the book. You'll get into an argument with it. And you're like, why am I writing this book? And you're going to, and same thing with a marriage, you're going to go through stuff. But if you don't, if you love each other, you can, it'll, that, that's, it's all right. You'll get through it. But if it's really built on something else like safety or just physical attraction or something, it'll all fall apart when the fighting starts, I think. Yeah, it's not like I'm an expert since I've only been married once, but, um, well. but yeah, I agree. <laughs> Building on well, maybe it makes you more of it. Is the important thing. So you're out there, and so you end up in, out in uh, Palo Alto uh, in um, high tech, essentially. Yeah, what, your first sort of yes. job, right? Yeah. And not a lot of women, yeah, I, I assume, in high no, tech at that time. No, I was. Um, so yeah, I got my I got a master's degree in computer science from Berkeley, and then I I took a series of jobs in Silicon Valley. And I was usually the only woman in my group, um, yeah. and and the only Latina too. Right. Um, sure. But you know, I said, well, what matters is writing good software, and that's what I did. Um, yeah. And bosses said things like me, like, "Oh, you're more productive than four people." <laughs> wow. So that's how I, you know, so that's how I was able to. Um, get jobs by just being really excellent. But what's interesting is that you, 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 some of uh, a coworker, Carlos, right? Carlos says, Hey, coworker, he's a pilot. He's like an amateur pilot. He wants to take you up. Yeah. And you're, and you're, you had, you never even been in a plane at that point. Not even like to get to, not not to even to get to California. You'd never been on a plane. Oh, Oh no, I've been on jets. But, All right, you've been on the you know, right, but this is like something else. In the sky, right, the right, in right. The sky. You know, not right. a small airplane, which is is so dangerous. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> That's what I believe. <laughs> right. Well, it's like you're rattling. You can really feel the fact that you're in an airplane. You're rattling. I mean, actually, I've. I mean, I've been just in small jets, but I've never been in a little, you know, kind of thing. And oh, I don't know if I ever you're will. You're missing a wonderful experience. It uh, is worth it. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, Cecilia. But you, so you're, but you're terrified. I mean, you do not want to yes. go on that thing. No, it was. I still remember how panicked I was. And so when my friend, my colleague, offered um, me a ride in this small plane, my first thought was, you know, are you crazy? I'm not the sort of person that goes for rides in airplanes. I'm a very timid person. I stay on the ground. I sit right. on my computer and I program. And I'm shy. But then, just in that moment, I thought, you know, I've been saying no to all these kind of adventurous things for far right. too long. And it's been limiting my life. That I'm going to say yes just this once. And so I agreed to go up with him in this plane. <sighs> and <laughs> How old are you? How old are you again? 20? 21? How old are you? I was 20. When this happened, I was 24 or 25. All right. So you and I are like the same age. And so, well, you're maybe a little, but so, all right. So you, so you, you agree you're a young woman, but you're scared, but Jake, I gotta, I gotta say yes to something besides getting married and having a job. I gotta, I gotta like 
This is life here. So you actually, you know, it's interesting. Exactly. You're at that age where you're, you've kind of like done some of the big stuff already. You've, you've, you've graduated college. You've got this degree. You got, so now it's like, what do I do with like life? And so right. you get in that plane and what happens? What happens to you, Cecilia? Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, first of all, we, so we get into the plane, and, and I see he's, like, under the airplane doing something with a screwdriver. I think, uh, oh, right. oh, my gosh, is he fixing it before we fly? Um, right. But I said, okay, no. I said, I'm going to come, so I'm going to stick it out. So I get into the airplane, and then, you know, we taxi out, and he takes off. And I'm clutching the side of the airplane. I'm drenched in sweat. I'm not saying anything. But then as we take off over, this was the Oakland airport. So we took off and we turned out over the San Francisco Bay. And it was this gorgeous sunny day. And as the earth fell away from us and I saw the sun glittering on the waves of the bay beneath us, I thought, wow, this is so beautiful. Yeah. And... Then we flew out over the Golden Gate Bridge and out low over the California coastline. And I said to myself, this is like nothing I have ever felt before. Wow. I am experiencing something that feels like a dream. It feels like this is the ancient dream of flying that is finally being realized for me. Yeah. You fell in love. So You fell in love. I fell in love. I fell in love, but the thing that's important to know is that I didn't stop being scared. When we got down on the ground, I signed up for flying lessons, but I was still terrified. I read it, and I still yeah. can't believe that was your next step, but okay. So you, <laughs> I, I just loved it so much. So watch yeah. out. If you ever go for a flight, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. So... Every time I would drive out to the Palo Alto airport for my lesson, I would see the Cessnas coming in for a landing, and my heart would kind of clench and my stomach right. would tighten. And I would say, oh, maybe the instructor will be sick today. Right, maybe the right. airplane will be down. But, right. you know, I kept at it because I loved the flying. Uh, yeah. And I went. Yeah. Go on. And, Go I on. just want to say, too, that I was not a good student. I, because I was so terrified, um, my instructors kind of lost patience with me. I went through three different instructors because I would be so timid on the controls that I wouldn't actually move it in the direction it was. And they were saying, well, how can you be a safe pilot if you're not even going to move the controls? Right, <laughs> right. But, so, you know, it seems to me – the most maybe maybe the most valuable lesson learned, especially in those early days for you, was an understanding of what to do with fear. That fear yes. is not fear is not it's information. It's not it doesn't mean anything about you. At least I, this is what I have come to understand about it. It sounds like you did too. How how do you have fear and then continue? Let that go and then continue anyway. It doesn't mean anything about you. Does that make sense? Right. It doesn't mean there's something That's wrong right. with you just because you're afraid. No, no, not at all. And as a matter yeah. of fact, you have to learn how to separate rational fear from irrational fear. Right. So, you know, obviously fear serves a purpose. You know, if 
you know, you're about to burn yourself, it'll make you snatch your hand back from the fire. Right, um, right. But then there's irrational fear, the fear of things, you know, like I was scared of elevators. Okay, mm-hmm. well, maybe that's not totally irrational, but... Um, no, it's pretty but close. But the point is, yeah, but the point is that you can look at the statistics of aviation crashes and you can realize, oh, well, you know, a lot of aviation crashes are due to people flying, you know, under the influence of alcohol. So, really? You know, if I, yeah, a third of be, the crashes, what? as a matter of fact. Isn't that Jesus. shocking? Yeah. Why? Why so would you said, do oh, that? Exactly. You know, so I said, I will just never, you know, I'll always, there's a law that says eight hours between bottle and throttle. So I will always, you know, not take a drink, you know, within eight hours of my flight. And then immediately the statistics are in my favor. Right. And as I said that, I said, oh, yeah, this is irrational fear. And so I can face it. And, yes. Well, so becoming a pilot. That's one thing. Uh, teaching, you know, being at, uh, we didn't even get into the fact that you were flying stunts and doing the air shows, but this is a book, <laughs> this is a show for writers. So then you had to face an even bigger challenge and all that. You had to write about it. So tell me oh, yes. about uh, what, so how was it writing this book and, and what made you decide? I oh my do gosh. This? Tell me about yeah, that. So writing a memoir is terrifying. In some yeah. ways, even more so than getting into an airplane. Yeah, because you're bearing your inmost soul. I said things in the book that I have not told anyone. Wow. You know, like the details of what happened to me as a child. Yeah. For a long time, I blamed myself. I, right. You know, I didn't, I was ashamed. I didn't want to tell anybody about it. Yeah. And um, to actually put that all out in a book where who knows how many people will read it and there's a lot of personal stuff in there. And I wasn't sure. I mean, sometimes I would sit down and try to write it, and I would say, you know what, I'm never going to show this book to anyone. Right, um, right. But what got me through it, if, if, you know, for the audience of people who want to write, is whatever you do to make yourself more comfortable, that's fine. If, you know, I tell myself this is a first draft. It doesn't have to be good. I, I don't have to show it to anyone. And I just write. Right. And then once you've written it, then you can go back and make that decision more rationally and decide, was my fear irrational? Is this something that, you know, I can, there's nothing wrong with sharing this with the world. Or is it something that, you know, well, maybe this would hurt another person and then I will take right. it out. Right. And, but you had written articles, but I assume that those were more uh, academic or within the field. Yeah. Yes. Um, right. This was this is my first memoir, and yeah. to tell you the truth, I've been try my I've been trying to write it for almost twenty years. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. It because I knew I wanted to tell the story, um, yeah. and it covers the years you know from about 1985 to 1991 or so, mm-hmm. and those were transformative years in my life that set the groundwork for me accomplishing what I've done today in my career as a scientist and engineer. Yeah. If I hadn't done that, I think I would have always been timid because I still had the after effects of my childhood, you know, within me, but that taught me, you know, I can face death. So I can, that means I can go back. I can get a PhD. I can make, I can talk in public. I can, 
if a professor tells me I'm not smart enough, I can tell them, no, you're wrong. Um, right. And so this experience of facing my fear is what gave me the courage to do everything, including writing the book. Right. Right. And now here I have some um, – Here's something I'm going to prepare you for the experience of sharing this book. Like I said, it's going to be out in like a month. And I write yeah. only memoir and personal essay now. That's what I've been writing for about the last, I don't know, eight or nine years. And so I share stories about my life all the time. And what I've come to learn about when you do that, the interesting thing is, Cecilia, if your publisher didn't already tell you this, maybe they didn't, is that the reader, they're never reading about you in truth. They're always reading about themselves. That's who they really yeah. care about. And they're just, and they're going to, your life will become their life. They're going to look for the, the thing that they can learn about themselves. They'll think they're reading about yeah. you, but it's themselves they're really reading about. Uh, it's fascinating, but it's really true because they ultimately yeah. care about themselves. They'll see themselves because, you know, everybody's been shy at some point. Everybody's been afraid and everybody's yeah. had to get over some fear. And so they'll just be reading about themselves. And it's a kind of an odd thing because you put all your self and all your experiences, but in the end, it, it'll become their story, which is quite beautiful, well, that, I think. That is wonderful. That's, I mean, that's the reason I wrote it is because yeah. I thought, you know, maybe there are other young people out there. Maybe there are adults out there, people that are afraid and that are letting their fear keep them from doing what they really want. Yeah. You know, whether you see, it's writing or whether it's – yeah. You know, see, achieving, that is you know, the right for a attitude, goal. Cecilia. Yeah. That is the correct yeah. attitude to do some beautiful work. You want to, in service, in service, right? Yes. Yes. And I mean, I want so, this book to help other people. That's, that's great. And it will. Yeah. And it will. And you'll go, hopefully you'll get a chance to talk to some of those people. Uh, you know, you'll have to do it virtually, uh, it looks like, unless something changes dramatically in the next month. You know, anything's possible. Yep. But, um, yep. but that's being done. I have a lot of friends who are doing virtual tours, and it's been going pretty well, actually. Uh, some of them have had chances to talk to people they wouldn't have otherwise talked to. So that can be quite good if you can pull it off. Yeah, that's great to hear. Yeah, that's what we're planning to do is virtual tours. So I am available for to talk to book clubs virtually to, you know really now there's no limit you know i could talk to no. any group right yeah. any bookstore i'm happy to do it so and yeah, that's oh, what i'm speaking of which, <laughs> if people want that if people are interested once once it comes out again september 24th but available for pre-order 22 now. september 22, 22. Yeah. Oh, my sorry september 22 uh but but if people want to get in contact with you and have you to their book group or whatever, uh, how do they do that? Where should they find you? All right. So I'm on all the social media and the best way to reach me at your social media of choice is to go to my link tree. And that's um, link L I N K T R dot E E slash Cecilia Aragon. And <laughs> Cecilia is spelled with two eyes. Right. But if right. you, you and can also Google me, and you'll find me everywhere. If you go to YouTube and Google Cecilia Aragon Aviation, you'll see a five-minute video about my flying story. So, yeah. You're all over the place. Uh, I, yeah. And so, <laughs> and so you uh, – and so, okay, so that's where they should go. Very good, very good. And um, 
Well, now. Oh. Yes. Sorry, I forgot one. Nope. So I have a newsletter that oh, nice. people can sign up for. They can see it on that Linktree site, or they can go to my website, CeciliaAragonAuthor.com. Okay. Cecilia, two C's, two I's, AragonAuthor.com. And they can sign up for That's it there. Right. Excellent. Sign up for All right. it, yeah, for my newsletter and my memoir. is called Flying Free. Flying Free. It's got a subtitle, My Victory Over Fear to Become the First Latina Pilot on the U.S. Aerobatic Team. Yes, there it is. Okay, but Cecilia, I'm not done with you just yet. Uh, I got one more question. And what I want you to do is I want you to finish this sentence. Ready? Okay. All right. Uh, If writing has taught you anything, it's taught you what? If writing has taught me anything... It has taught me to overcome fear. Ha! Huh. Just like the flying. Yes, absolutely. Nice. Because you have to face, you have to dig deep into yourself. Whether you're writing fiction or memoir or personal essays, you have to face your demons. You have to go deep, and that's going deep is scary. Can and be. Um, yeah, and. I've done a lot of writing over my life. Both I've actually written fiction as well too, and um, it's yeah, it's it's always an adventure when you sit down on that blank page. Oh yeah, um, baby! But it's a wonderful adventure. You know what it's my last only, book was called? It's the only way to live. What? My last book oh, was called Fearless writing. writing. Yes, Fearless Writing. That's, That's right. right. I saw That's that. Right. That sounds. I have to read your book. It sounds so awesome. You do. Everybody has to. That's marketing, baby. So listen, <laughs> I knew there was a reason I wanted it. That's great. It's great advice. Uh, c- good. It's a wonderful story. Congratulations on it, and good luck uh, with it when it comes out. Thank you so much, Bill. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. Uh, and you as well. Take it easy, Cecilia. You take care. All right. Bye-bye. Yes, people, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Well, listen, it's great to be live again. It's great. I just can feel you out there, people. I can feel your energy. Is it in my imagination? I don't know. I don't care. I feel it anyway. Uh, I will be back again next week with another fabulous writer. I can't remember who. It doesn't matter. They're all great. The conversations are all great. Until then, remember, remember, all you know is how great your book is, why you wrote it. That's all you ever get. It's got to be enough. Yes, it does. So until next week, Find something you love to do and do it. Yes, indeed.